millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, Miss Katrina Morrissey, news editor, Irish Farmers Journal, on a number of issues covered by her in articles in this week's journal. Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association, details of tomorrow's competition and recent ploughing results. Also details of several forthcoming important events. But first in our programme this morning, a report from the recent ASA Dairy Gold Conference held on Tuesday 21st of January at Dairy Gold Agribusiness, Lumberstown, County Cork. The Dairy Gold ASA Agricultural Science Association Conference took place at Dairy Gold's Lumberstown Mill and Laboratories on Monday 21st of January 2020. Mr Seamus O'Mahony, sales team leader at Dairy Gold, our long-term sponsor and ASA president, spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Thanks very much, John. So we're here today at our uh, ASA conference, which uh, Dairy Gold Agribusiness um, have been involved in. Um, I suppose uh, my role in a- ASA, is, it's, it's a voluntary group, uh, 2,000 members, um, agricultural science graduates around the country. So in, at today's conference, we had uh, you know people from the banking, Department of Agriculture, Chagask, uh, pr- uh, private consultants, and we were sharing some of the knowledge around uh, some of the technologies that can you know help mitigate against uh, uh, climate change and you know achieve our goals uh, uh, in terms of the national uh, climate action plan some of the keynote speakers there were four key speakers on the panel the underlying theme of course was that sustainability need not be a financial burden on farmers it need not just be a cost it can also add to the bottom line to the profit and again it's all part and parcel of meeting our climate targets we had uh, four um, esteemed speakers today we had Liam O'Flaherty our head of agribusiness and he spoke about some of the initiatives uh, underway at Dairy Gold uh, to uh, you know whole whole supply chain uh, elements in terms of uh, improving um, sustainability um, and the actions underway in terms of ESTAS our milk supplier sustainability bonus our farm advice uh, um, at farm level and and um, so he's, he spoke around that. Uh, we had Colin Purcell, who is uh, our own mill nutrition, and, and you know he spoke about you know the evolution in terms of um, nutrition, you know which has moved on now from just milk yield towards milk.
basic solids towards the impact of nutrition on climate change, environment, milk enrichment, human health. So, you know, that was quite a, an interesting talk. We also had uh, Dr. Patrick Forrestal, uh, who's a, a lead researcher with Chagaska, who's leading um, a big team of researchers in the areas around uh, nitrogen use efficiency. So he gave us uh, some very interesting papers and, and, and guidance on uh, protected fertilizers uh, use on farm uh, so very practical and and then finally we had uh, kevin coffee who's a chief executive of munster bovine and um, he also gave some really interesting insights including let's say a, a simple statistic where say 15 percent of cows hardly cover their own cost of production so you know let's say even by you know making sure that everybody was milk recording you know and you know taking out that bottom group of cows yeah, would actually you know less work for the farmer with same level of production and uh, move on uh, the whole and, and mitigate against uh, climate as well so we had a very interesting um, event today and it's first in the series for 2020 where we'll have a, num- a number of similar events. In terms of my own role here in Dairy Gold, I lead the sales teams here so we have uh, two dairy teams now operating across our catchment, uh, one centred around here at Lombardstown and then we have we also have a beef and tillage team and we also have um, an inside sales customer service team which um, supports uh, the teams and helps execute the orders and makes uh, sure we have a good level of customer service for our customers and the extensive laboratories here at lumberstown dairy gold lumberstown you offer an extremely extended intensive uh, testing system for soil sampling silage sampling and elsewhere in dairy gold the co-op offers milk recording services so any farmer who wants to know exactly where he is should take on board the respective uh, tests of milk recording or soil sampling silage sampling Yes. So let's look, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, the, the milk recording, um, the milk advisors or the Munster bovine staff, they're, they're willing to sit down with people and go through their milk recording and the actions that need to be taken. There's a lot of work on in now into making those reports simpler. Uh, just a simple statistic in terms of soil sampling. In tw- 2016, we launched uh, our own soil sampling service. So we always had a laboratory. Uh, we've, we've spent, I think, two or two and a half million there in terms of a new laboratory in recent years. And we've seen a, um, a massive increase in the amount of soils being tested. And consequentially, you've had a, 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 a great improvement in soil fertility on the farm. So it's not that people are spending more fertilizer as such, but, but they're putting the right fertilizer in the right place and getting more out of it. So, you know, that, that, that's, that's a big help at farm level. And, uh, you know, let's say, so that's a, a service we provide where we have contractors to go out do the, sa- do the sampling and we can also provide fertilizer plans where required uh, uh, to follow up and uh, we would test silages in the lab as well and uh, those uh, silages are used to formulate um, uh, diet plans for farmers. Our um, area sales manager teams now are trained up on uh, balancing diets for both UFL, uh, energy and uh, PDI which is uh, protein, the modern formulation service. In your address to the conference, you indicated how protected nitrogen, protected urea, can help us meet our goals. 
Yes, so, you know, uh, one of the things um, I laid out at, at the start of the meeting was the, the concept of the, the Chagas-Mac curve, which scientifically shows the roadmap where agriculture can, can achieve our goals. And the speakers today were, where, you know, were based on where we could make those differences. So, say, on the protected, um, you know, nitrogen fertilizers, um, you know, it's just a simple uh, statistic used properly in the right locations, you can you can decrease ammonia losses to the environment by 84% and you can d- decrease nitrous oxide emissions by 73%. So that has a big effect. Uh, so that, that, that is uh, one of the significant actions that can be taken on the fertilizer side. Um, the, the other big one really is the breathing and, and like um, breeding and genetics and herd health and it, it, it's a no-brainer in the sense that it both saves money uh, because you're producing more with less and uh, let's say it, it, it can uh, cr- you know create the win for us to achieve our climate action goals by 2030. And in his address to the conference, Mr. Cohen Purcell, the senior nutritionist with Dairy Gold Agribusiness, he pointed out how Dairy Gold source as much as possible of native grain for rations. And indeed, he believes the native grain is top quality and should always be given first preference where at all possible. Dairy Gold is a cooperative uh, and uh, our, our function is to uh, buy milk and grain from our um, and pay as much as possible for those and uh, supply them inputs as cheaply and efficiently as possible. Um, but you know the, the concept of circular economy, um, we, we uh, use that grain in our uh, feed mill facilities and uh, that goes back out at farm so it's kind of almost like a closed uh, supply chain but you know the advantage to that is that the air miles that it's being brought in a couple of miles from around Lumberstown, Mogili, New Inn, um, uh, Columni, um, our Ballon Hasek, or various grain locations, and uh, it, it, it's brought here. So you, you could say the, the carbon, our carbon footprint is relatively low, and grain has a low carbon footprint anyway. And um, whereas you know, if you take uh, and Coleman may allude to this himself, if you get to speak to him, but like when you have um, ingredients uh, or imported grain coming from all over the pan kernel from Indonesia or you know, um, other grains coming from Canada or South America, it has to be a, a much more sustainable supply chain. So we, we would promote that uh, in a great degree. And Coleman will be actually speaking further on that at our grain uh, conference on Friday in, in, Car- in the Carn Event Centre. As president of ASA, the Agricultural Science Association, so a word or two about some of the key objectives of ASA. Yeah, so the the Agricultural Science uh, Association is 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 effectively the body which represents agricultural science graduates, and I suppose the science bit is core in terms of applying science uh, to to the sector we're in. Uh, and you know, no more relevant time now than than you know people talking about food, food health veganism, uh, climate change, you know, a lot, you know, fake news, uh, you know, I suppose we're all about putting the science into it. We're also about developing our members and uh, we do you know let's say with the various colleges we're working with the various colleges in terms of uh, their their um, 
say their prospectus or their uh, course content where we've been working with second level in terms of ag science we've uh, the ag science uh, council or the secondary school teachers are members of our council and we do uh, mock interviews for graduates and then you know a number of years out of college people are looking for mentoring they're looking for um and and we've developed course content now where maybe executives, uh, middle managers who want to develop their careers further, and uh, we we run um, a kind of professional development um, each year, and uh, that has that has gone gone really well for us. Thank you very much, Seamus. Mr. Seamus O'Mahony, Dairy Gold sales team leader and also president of ASA, the Agricultural Science Association. Speaking to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme shortly after the ASA Dairy Gold Conference ended on Tuesday, 21st of January 2020. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme, Mr. Coleman Purcell, Chief Nutritionist with Dairy Gold. First of all, Coleman, welcome to the programme. Now, in the address here today to the ASA Conference, Agricultural Science Association Conference, Dairy Gold's desire to use, where possible, native Irish grain, native Irish crops came across clearly. Now, you have one or two figures there showing the actual amount of grain generally used by Dairy Gold, referring to the latest set of figures available from 2019, I understand. That's correct, John, yes. Um, In 2019, uh, Dairy Gold purchased uh, 110,000 tonnes, most of which was grain there was a small amount of beans and oilseed rape, um, but uh, about roughly 106,000 tonnes of that figure uh, were grains, um, or about 98,000 tonnes dried. Um, now, every year we would have a number of, um, I suppose you would describe them as wholesale customers, um, and also some pig customers who are home milling, um, and they would be uh, pretty steady customers of ours uh, for grain each year. Uh, that's both for barley and wheat and indeed also oats. And by the time that's accounted for, we would generally have somewhere between fifty to 60,000 tonnes of grain left for our feed produ- uh, production facility here in Lumberstown. Uh, so that's needed for uh, both rolling, as in rolled barley, rolled oats and so on, um, and also for the grain that we use in the feed. And that's an ingredient that we as a co-op value very highly, it's a, a native ingredient, it's supporting our local farmers, it's low carbon footprint, and from a nutritional point of view, it's extremely high in energy. So it's plus, plus, plus as far as we're concerned. There are no negatives associated with it. Now, as the senior feed nutritionist for Dairy Gold Cooperative Society, based here in Lombardstown, not so far from Mallow in the North Cork area, your work came to the attention of the authorities in Finland, and I understand the Finnish authorities invited you to come along and talk about the developments here in Dairy Gold. So I understand that you delivered a paper to the Finnish authorities in respect of how native protein is produced and used, utilised in Ireland here in this co-op. Yes, that's uh, correct, John. Yeah. Uh, last uh, November, I spoke to a group there um, just detailing how we, as a cooperative, um, try to meet our responsibilities, I suppose, um, in, in terms of protein importation and in terms of growing our own proteins here in this country. Um, we are a net importer of protein, as is Europe, um, generally speaking. 
Um, one of the points that I made is that we do encourage our growers uh, as best we can by offering um, a, a very good market price to grow beans. And these are a crop that we value very highly here in this cooperative. They are um, very high in, in terms of nutritional balance. They are very high in protein. They are very high in energy. Um, they are a very good ingredient in the mill in terms of their physical attributes. They make a very good pellet. And um, we value them very highly also in coarse feeds because aesthetically or visually they look very well in the feeds. So again, a bit like the grain, they have an awful lot going for them. Um, I did make the point that we have a lot of protein in our diet, a lot of nitrogen in our diet in Ireland, and that our focus or our philosophy here in Dairy Gold is probably more to focus on capturing a lot of that nitrogen or a lot of that protein rather than importing new proteins. Um, we will see protein reductions in diets going forward. I'm confident and I'm pretty sure we will. Um, we, we value the beans and I do think we are currently looking, as are others, at maybe growing some higher protein crops in this country. Um, I do think we have a requirement for that. Um, and I think that will be a success in due course. That's all part and parcel of the Climate Action Plan. And today, I think the message came across from a number of speakers that when we talk about sustainability, farmers needn't necessarily think of sustainability as a cost, as an imposition which will reduce their profit. But in fact, using sustainable means of agriculture, soil sampling, silage sampling, by using these facilities which are here in Dairy Gold, Lumberstown, uh, available, that in fact you can increase your profit and so there should be a link to sustainability and increased profit and indeed viability into the future. Yes, I, I, I think that is very, very correct. I think in the past the levels of crude protein that we would have used in diets, um, proteins that would have been imported from areas such as South America, for example. Um, one of the things that we've looked at in more recent years in, in dairy farming and probably other areas as well is maybe reducing the levels of crude protein uh, that we've used in the diets uh, and using more energy ingredients instead. And that's something that we've done pretty successfully. And I would hazard the guesses to say that maybe the protein levels in diets that we're using nowadays are a bit lower than what they used to be. And I think that's positive. Um, we certainly can produce energy crops very well in this country. Um, protein crops, we can produce them probably less well so. And uh, I think um, using lower protein levels in our diets has allowed us to be more sustainable. And as you rightly said, that's a positive thing economically rather than a negative thing. You can understand the annoyance, even anger, of some tillage farmers if they hear of shipments coming in from countries outside the European Union which don't have to abide by the strict regulations we have in terms of the amount of chemicals we can use because tillage farmers will almost every month find there's some product they've been relying on. It's now being phased out or totally banned or you'll be severely punished or fined. So in actual fact, bearing all that in mind, on merit alone, even if it might cost a tiny bit more, well, people should follow the lead given by Dairy Gold and use, where at all possible, Irish grain, Irish crops in animal feeds. The one thing that I would say about our native grains, first of all, we probably don't produce enough of raw materials to satisfy our requirement 
So we do need imports, but I would say that first and foremost, our native produce should be used um, to begin with. Um, I would say in terms of carbon footprint, I would say in terms of um, nutritional quality, I would say in terms of microbiological quality, um, nothing surpasses uh, the products that we have, and experience would tell us that. Um, it would certainly tell us that our native grains are grossly superior in those areas uh, to many of the imported grains that we would have seen in the past. So I would say first and foremost, that ought to be the area that people should concentrate on. And it's something that we in Derrygold are very proud uh, to be a leader in that area. Well, thank you very much indeed for speaking to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Mr. Coleman Purcell, Senior Chief Nutritionist with Dairy Gold Co-op. Thank you, Coleman, very much indeed. And I think we could say there is a good future ahead for quality Irish grain and Dairy Gold will continue to incorporate the maximum amount of uh, Irish locally produced uh, protein into rations in Lombardstown. Yes, absolutely, John, and thank you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mr. Liam Stack, Ruminant, Technical Manager, Dairy Gold Agribusiness, spoke to the Farm Talk programme about the advisory services and technical support being offered to farmers, especially since the major expansion of the Lumberstown Laboratories in 2016. Mr. Liam Stack, welcome to the programme, Liam. Yeah, John, I suppose, um, first of all, thanks very much for having me on the show. Um, today was all about um, agriculture and agriculture for the future and looking at how we as an industry can grow sustainably and how we can, you know, make sure that we're farming in, 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 a, in a sustainable manner. And within Dairy Gold Agribusiness, we are sustainability partners of, of our um, suppliers. You know, we've, we have for a long time been working on initiatives like soil sampling and fertiliser plans, looking at improving soil fertility out on farm um, and how we can work with our suppliers to put specific farm bespoke fertiliser plans in place to allow soil indexes improve out on farm. In 2016 we really ramped up our soil sampling service and prior to 2016 we were taking soil samples and it was up to the farmer to make the best possible use of those soil samples but in 2016 we put a service in place where we would take the soil sample for the farmer 
um, analyze these samples, but we would also build a fertilizer plan or a bespoke fertilizer plan for each of our customers. Um, and from then, uh, the number of soil samples that, we, that we've taken through the lab on a year-by-year -year basis has increased by about 35%. Um, and we've also seen big improvements in the overall health of our um, supplier soils. So our pH now, there's 60% of our farmers that are pH in the, in the correct range, or 6% of their soils that are in the correct range. And our number, our proportion of our soils in index 1 and 2 for phosphorus is up from 12% in 2016 to 35% um, now. Um, and also our, the, the proportion of our soils that, that is index 3 for potassium has improved as well on the back of the fertiliser plans and the work that we're doing closely with our farmers to work in a sustainable manner with our farmers. We are facing very stringent targets on ammonia emissions, GHGs, greenhouse gases, but dairy gold agribusiness, since 2015, you have been promoting the use of protected urea, the whole concept of cutting back on ammonia emissions and the GHGs. Yes, um, there is real stringent targets being put in front of us when you look at um, climate change and greenhouse gas emissions and ammonia emissions. And when you look at our, the, look at the work that Togus has done, looking at their marginal abatement cost curve, they've identified protected urea and fertiliser type as a real go-to measure to try and improve our overall greenhouse gas and ammonia emissions. And within Dairy Gold, we have been selling um, protected ureas since 2015. We were, I suppose, an industry lead in adopting the technology, and our customers have been an industry lead in their use of, of, of the technology. And work from Togus has shown that, you know, using our switching from to protected urea from can and from urea can lower ammonia emissions by 84% and lower greenhouse gas emissions by about 73% all the while while growing the same amount of grass. On a unit of nitrogen basis is also cheaper than using straight CAN. So from a, an environmental standpoint and from an, um, an efficiency, economic efficiency standpoint, um, it really is a measure that a lot of farmers should be looking at. Liam, could you summarise the main services offered by the labs here in Lombardstown? There's been a tour of the labs and these are major extensive laboratories offering a tremendously wide range of services, not just to your own suppliers, but to outside companies. So a brief overview of the main services offered by your labs. In the lab, we do work internally which is for the mill and for um some work with our, our, our the mill side of the house and we also you know offer um a commercial service to um external customers um so we on an agricultural side or on a farmer side we obviously analyze silage samples and soil samples um silage for your your dry matter digestibility your dry matters your crude proteins and also for a full suite of trace elements so um and and major elements like calcium phosphorus um, which are hugely important in the dry period and then your trace elements like um zinc selenium iodines um coppers which are you know hugely important from a, a fertility standpoint and, and looking at dairy cow nutrition we also look at soils where we measure P and K indexes and, and pH of soils, both buffer and water, obviously to give um, a lime recommendation for our soils. Um, but we also can measure the trace elements within soils. Um, and, and outside of the agricultural game, you know, the, the lab itself has, has potential to look at um, nearly every element that's available on the periodic table and to analyse water samples or analyse silage samples or um, even to look at pesticides in, in, in water. Like, you know, so the, the, there is, you know, within 
the lab at present, we're predominantly agricultural facing, but there's huge potential to, you know, test for an awful lot of, um, of different elements within our lab. Other speakers on the present programme, Liam, they have spoken about Dairy Gold's commitment, uh, Dairy Gold's local cooperative commitment to utilise the maximum amount of grain and local crops, including beans, grown in the local area for incorporation in animal feeds and uh, rations. It does bear repetition, the importance of utilising Irish grain. And I think you have uh, one or two facts and figures there regarding the quantity of grain taken in by uh, dairy gold agribusiness from the local catchment area. Yes, John, it's um, something that we're we're very focused on. Um, we have um, a lot of tillage growers in the dairy gold catchment area. We see huge value in the industry um, and within dairy gold, um, quality feeds we use we maximize use of native grains within our feeds we're using somewhere in the region of 100 to 110 15000 tons of native grown cereals um, and beans um, within our feeds um, annually on, on a year by year basis um, we also have a um, a beef ration that we launched last year um, that is 100% native raw materials so um, grains wheat barley and oats and and beans as a protein source um, so we are very much behind the tillage industry and we're we are we're we're trying to maximize the use of um, native grains wherever we can within our our feeds thank you very much liam mr liam stack ruminant technical manager dairy gold agribusiness thanks liam thank you very much john joining us on the program miss katrina morrissey news editor irish farmers journal katrina welcome to the program in a number of articles in the journal this week you cover topics of great interest to farmers your first article regulation to be given real power over the beef trade thanks john yeah so this week both fianna fall and fianna gael have committed to introducing a regulator for the beef sector which we as we know there's been huge discontent among farmers for a long time, but most visibly in the last year or so um, with the, the factory gate protests. And uh, Michal Martin was the first to come out with a pledge to introduce a regulator that would oversee the industry and uh, I suppose introduce more transparency. And that was quickly followed by a similar promise by Minister for Agriculture, um, Michael Creed of Fine Gael, who said that the regulator that he would appoint would have real teeth and real power. Coming up to an election, it is a, an opportunity for farmers to really press their case. So we'll have to wait and see. Could we turn to some other articles? You've written HSA plans, 300 inspections blitz in the livestock sector. The Health and Safety Authority, they do a number of different campaigns each year and they tend to focus on a different area of farm safety every time. And the spring um, campaign will be two weeks of 300 inspections on farms and it will be all related to um, safe handling of livestock. I suppose, as you know, um, cows with calves at foot are one of the most dangerous animals on the farm and one of the ones that you'll be most likely to be working with in the springtime. So what the HSA has said is that they are going to go out and make sure that farmers have the right facilities in place that so they can get out of the way if a cow turns cross, that they have an escape route and an easy escape route if a cow um, turns on them and then additionally, they'll also be looking to make sure that there's good loading facilities um, and that there is kind of ongoing investment on the farm as regards safety. And without being ageist in any way, veteran farmers, they should realise that 
when it comes to marking out a clear escape route, they should remember they're not as nimble as they might have been 30, 40 years ago. And each year with calving, coming between the calf, the mother and her calf, that could provoke an extremely violent uh, protective response from the mother. We, we see from the figures last year that there were six people killed by animals in um, 2019. Two of those were cows with calves at foot, two were heifers and I think uh, two bullocks as well. I don't think it's ageist at all, really. The demographics of farming are that there is an older working population. In order for your own safety as a farmer and anybody working with your animals, that there should be a, a direct escape route. You know, don't make life harder for yourself. Don't have anything in the way. Have a gate that can be easily latched. Um, and, and have something, you know, whether it's as simple as a, a bar that can be put up between you and, and the cow or, you know, that, that there's a head scoop um, while you're tagging the calf. Particularly some cows can get very agitated if they perceive you to be injuring the calf in any way. So it's really important that you, you think about it from your own point of view, because ultimately, you know, it's the farmer themselves that's, that's in danger in these situations. You have a charged mobile phone with you. That's right, and the HSA advises that you have the number of someone who is kind of immediately available to help you, whether that's a neighbour, whether it's, you know, a, a relative that lives nearby, that you have the phone on you at all times, that it's charged and that you can contact someone who can come to your aid if needs be. Councils, too, are being asked um, to have more farm inspections. So the farmer's getting it uh, from both sides in terms of inspections and uh, trying to make a living between all these inspections. The Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, has urged local authorities, such as you know your county councils, to do more reporting, uh, do more inspections and reporting of issues on farms that relate to water quality in particular. Um, water quality is one of the, the hottest topics affecting agriculture at the minute. And uh, the number of inspections by county councils on farms fell last year um, by about 700. But the EPA is now uh, urging the local authorities to increase that again. And it's something that farmers will be well aware of, you know, the need to, to keep water quality to the fore when it comes to jobs like, like spreading slurry and other farm management um, practices. But this is one that the EPA is acutely aware of and, and wants the local authorities to both go out and do the inspections and also report. Uh, there's a thing called cross-reporting between the local authorities and the Department of Agriculture so that it can be noted for cross-compliance purposes as well if there is any issue on a farm in relation to water quality. European Commission proposals to cut the cap budget by 5%. You might just recall what the Taoiseach said to the Irish Farmers' Journal on the record at Cork Mart's in Formoy on Tuesday. There was a real uh, Fine Gael charm offensive in Cork on Tuesday. Uh, they had the Taoiseach, the Taunish, uh, and the Minister for Agriculture, Michael Creed, in the mark on Tuesday. And they subsequently travelled to the town and, and a couple of other places. Um, the Taoiseach gave a commitment, which I think is very significant for Irish farmers, that in the event of a cap shortfall... Um, that Fine Gael's policy is that it would be topped up by national funding. So a very big statement by the Taoiseach, and it was reiterated by the Taunashta after that. Um, and you would imagine that it would also, you know, pile pressure on Fianna Fáil to come out with a similar commitment. We're obviously in election 2020 in the, in the real cut and thrust of campaigning at the minute. So it's, it's a really good time for farmers to, I suppose, get politicians aware of what they want and really hold them accountable for it. And the cap shortfall, as you say, the European Commission is proposing 
a cut of 5% of the overall budget, and that would equate to 100 million for Irish farmers every year. That is probably one of the single biggest things that could affect a farmer's income next year. So to have the, one of the, the main parties, and indeed the Taoiseach, commit to that level of commitment, I think is, is very positive, and you would imagine would put pressure on Fianna Fáil and the other parties to follow suit. But thank you very much indeed for speaking to the Dairy Goat Farm Programme. Miss Katrina Morrissey, news editor, Irish Farmers Journal, for covering all your articles there. CAP, T-shirt pledges to protect farmers' money. Also, councils told to increase farm inspections. And your other two very important articles, HSA planning 300 inspections in a livestock-focused blitz. And the regulator, perhaps the real core one of great practical significance in terms of transparency, regulation to be given real power over the beef trade. Thank you very much indeed, Katrine. Thanks, John. Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association, joins us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. Richard, welcome to the programme. You have details of tomorrow's match and results from Clonakilty. That's correct, John, and thank you. Um, Clonakilty Ploughing Association held their 36th annual match on Sunday last at uh, Lissalane on the lands of the Tomey family by the current commission. And um, it was a very good day, a very good sunny day, and uh, very good, very good plowing done, a great, great turnout. And uh, quite a large entry of 44 competitors, and um, uh, some some new competitors as well taking part the first time in different various classes. So um, I suppose the results are as follows there. Then um, uh, the senior tractor, first, uh, Kieran Corkley, second, Jim Grace, uh, third, John Murphy, fourth, Jackie O'Driscoll. Uh, fifth, uh, Johnny O'Donovan, Junior uh, 28 class. Uh, first, George Kirby. Uh, second, Aidan O'Donovan. And third, Niall O'Driscoll. Uh, in Junior 21 class, we had first with James O'Sullivan. Second, Ian Farrell. Uh, third, Noel Nahan. And fourth, James Jennings. In the intermediate class, first was Stanley Dean. And second was Dennis McCarthy. In the trailer vintage class, first was John Wolfe. And second was Michael Bennett. Uh, the open hydraulic vintage. Uh, first was Dennis Cummins. Second, Michael Comey. Uh, third, Leslie Wolfe. Uh, fourth, Philem Cotter. And fifth was a tie between John O'Neill and Michael Welsh. The confined hydraulic vintage in first place was Vincent Bennett. Uh, second was Eta Wieserman. Uh, third, George Collins. And fourth, Sean McCarthy. The single authority class in the first place was Gordon Jennings. In the ladies' class, uh, first was Ellen Nahin, and second was Rachel O'Driscoll. Uh, the three for class, uh, first was Matthew Coakley, and second was John Cohan. In the horse class, uh, first was uh, Rose Nahin, and in the under 40 horse class, first was Shane McCarthy. Uh, in the open reversible class, uh, first, George Coakley, second, Liam O'Driscoll, third, Michael Witchley, uh, the under 28 reversible. First, uh, Flon Switchley, second, Conor O'Farrell, and third, Daniel Tobin. The standard reversal, first, Timmy Lawler, and second, George Creedon. Uh, the marker class, first was David Welsh, second, uh, Keane Harrington, and third was Andrew O'Donovan. So about that completes the results, and there was a few a few new people out in kind of kind of different classes. Um, Rose Nyhantown in the horse class, we usually associate with the ladies' class. George Collins plowed in the confined hydraulic vintage in the past. He, he's an All-Ireland champion in the, in the horse class of the under 40. 
quite a bit, a little bit of a change, and, and um, I suppose it shows the keen interest they have in plowing whatever grade they, they, they wish to go in. On tomorrow Sunday, then, uh, Keenan Plowing Association are having their 81st annual match at Clare Rossmore by kind permission of John Bird Buttermore. The draw from the banks is at 10.30 sharp, and the competitions commence at 11.30 a.m. And uh, they would like all the interest to be in on today, Saturday, by 12 p.m. Uh, to the following numbers, 087-775-1001 or 087-290-5080. That's 087-775-1001 or 087-290-5080. And that's at Clare Rasmore, the clean mean matches on a Clare Rasmore by kind permission of John Bushmore. And I think most people would be very familiar with that location because it has been on, on his land uh, on quite a number of occasions. He's been a great a great servant to the Queen Mean Plowing and to his plowing. That's fine. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Plowing Association. Thank you, Richard, very much indeed. Thanks a million. Yeah, thank you very much, Chan. You're very welcome. More important upcoming events. The 65th Annual General Meeting of the IFA will take place on Monday morning next, 27th of January at 1030 Mr. Tim Conan will take over as the 16th president of the IFA from Mr. Joe Healy. Tim Conan will make his inaugural speech to the meeting, setting out the key issues for farmers and his objectives. The Finnegay leader, Mr. Leo Varadkar, will address the National Council at 11.45am on Monday. The election for national treasurer and returning officer will take place in the afternoon of Monday. On Tuesday, three party leaders will address the IFA National Council. Sinn Féin leader, Ms Mary Lou MacDonald, 11am. Fianna Fáil leader, Mr Michal Martin, 1.30pm. Green Party leader, Mr Raymond Ryan, 3pm. And that's on Monday, the 27th of January 2020. The Chagask National Tillage Conference 2020 is taking place on Wednesday, 29th of January at 9am in the Lyrath Convention Centre, Kilkenny. Theme of the conference this year is Minimising Risk, Promoting Sustainability. And that's the Chagask National Tillage Conference 2020. Mr Dermot Kelleher, ICSA, is hosting a meeting at the Bantry Bay Hotel on Thursday evening, 8.30, 30th of January. That's 8.30, 30th of January 2020. All candidates from Cork Southwest constituency have been invited to attend for discussion of their plans for agriculture in the next government. There will also be an update on the work of the Beef Task Force, plus a look at sheep markets and where the various suckler schemes are going. IFA West Cork are holding a meeting in Ovan Falls, Ballylicky, Bantry, County Cork at 8.30pm on Wednesday, 29th of January 2020. That's West Cork IFA Sheep Meeting, Ovan Falls, Ballylicky, Bantry, County Cork. Speakers, Mr Jerry Gunning, IFA Hill Farming and Rural Development Executive, Mr Sean Dennehy, IFA National Sheep Committee Chairman, Mr Flora McCarthy, IFA National Hill Farming Chairman, and Mr Pat Burke, Vet, all welcome to attend. That's uh, West Cork IFA Sheep Eating, Ovan Falls, Ballylicky, Bantry, County Cork, 8.30 Wednesday, 29th of January. And that's our programme for this morning. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot and Controls. And as always, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. Next Agri-Update's due on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11. 
Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs.